0: You're listening to a prophet, a collaboration between Sakhlain and Al Hujja Islamic Seminary. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider becoming our patron by donating at sahlain.orgslash support. Now we move on to continuing one hadith about Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib describing the Prophet, this hadith is from Imam Hussein Alayhi Salaam. he says I asked my father about the silence of the Prophet, tell me when the Prophet would be silent, how would that? كَيْفَ كَانَ سكوته? how was the silence of the Prophet? Al-Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib Alayhi Salaam states, كان سُكُوتُ رَسُولُ الله صلى الله عليه وآله على أربعة. The silence of the Prophet sallallahu was four types. al wal wa Let's examine these four, so what's taqdeer? The Prophet's silence, sometimes when the Prophet would engage in silence, it was based on taqdeer. Well what does that mean? Basically it means looking at people equally and listening to them. You treat those around you equally, you listen to them equally. Sometimes if I'm in a gathering and I have friends that I like more or if I'm inclined towards a particular person, I give them more chances, I give them more time to speak, right? I show more interest in what they say but if there's someone whom I really don't like that much, I try to shut them off quickly. The Prophet? No. He would actually listen to everyone equally. And this is the akhlaq of the Prophet. So when the Prophet would be silenced, sometimes it's just to give his companions an equal opportunity to express themselves. That's number one. Number two, tafakkur. The Prophet would engage in contemplation. The Prophet would, you fakkir, يبقى ma yabqa wa yafna. Yabqa is that which remains. Yafna is that which will perish. What does that mean? What's Yabqa and Yafna? What is it that will perish? This dunya. And what is it that will stay and remain for eternity? The akhirah. So the Prophet he would spend part of his contemplation and silence thinking about this dunya thinking about the Akhirah, that's number two. Number three Hilm, sometimes the Prophet's silence was driven by Hilm which is patience and uh, forbearance, nothing would anger him or enrage him, so if someone's trying to anger him, someone's trying to frustrate him, someone's trying to tick him off, the Prophet would keep silent, so his silence sometimes was to express patience. And number 3, hathar. Uh, number 4, Hadar, The prophet was very cautious, mindful to do that which is good for people so they emulate him. The prophet knows that he's an example. So he's thinking of good of good deeds to show his people so they emulate him. And the prophet would teach them to avoid inappropriate acts so people abstain from it he teach them to work for hard to work hard for things that would lift society edify society better society and his ummah and to do that which grants the ummah the best of both worlds so if you summarize the silence of the prophet it's four categories either he's trying to give you an opportunity equally to express yourself or he's thinking about dunya and akhira or the Prophet is just being patient because someone is disrespecting him or someone's ticking him off, the Prophet is showing forbearance here or the Prophet is thinking how to guide this Ummah. So we find that in summary, even when talking and silent, the Prophet was engaging in a purposeful activity, his silence was purposeful, and he would constantly engage in contemplation and that's something that we need my dear brothers and sisters. Some of us were really good talkers, we can spend hours and hours commenting and talking and analyzing, sometimes you need to listen, one of the biggest problems that spouses have, they're not good listeners. Listen to your spouse, actually sit one day, listen to what she has to say, She's making a point. Not all her points are correct, but she makes some valid points. You actually listen to your husband and see what he has to say. Not everything that he says is right, but a lot of what he th- but some of or a lot of what he says could be right. Listening is an art. It's a skill. But that requires that you stay silent and sometimes listen and sometimes engage in purposeful contemplation. Think before you sleep at night, think, go over your daily activity. What is it that I did today? Go over that activity, that's really important. So Imam al Hussein alayhi salam, he asked his father Imam Ali, فَسَأَلْتُهُ an مَجْلِسِهِ Tell me more about the gatherings of the Prophet. What would he do when he's sitting with his people? Imam Ali alayhi salam says, كان رسول الله صلى الله عليه و لا يجلس ولا يقوم. لَا يَجْلِسُ وَلَا يَقُومُ إِلَّا عَلَىٰ ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ جَلَّ اسمه. Whenever the Prophet would sit or stand up, he would mention the name of Allah. That means every gathering the Prophet would be in, he had to remember God and say something about God. My dear brothers and sisters, it's a great source of regret on the day of judgment. For every gathering we had in life, but we did not mention Allah if you spent two hours with your friends, three hours with your friends, but you did not really remember God in that session, that session will be a great source of regret for you on the day of judgment. Then the Prophet, then uh, Imam Ali alayhi salam describes the Prophet, he says the Prophet would never occupy a specific place or seat and he would prohibit others from doing so. Have you seen some people in a public place, like let's say a mosque, a masjid, a house of worship, some people go and they occupy a seat for themselves, I always pray here, I sit here and this is mine and we've actually seen fights amongst people because of who gets to sit where, either at the time of prayer or in the lecture, you've got seats, you've got an auditorium and then a person comes and says I'm Why did you sit in my seat? What do you mean your seat? Nobody has a seat here. The masjid is for everyone. The hall is for everyone. You cannot occupy a seat. The Prophet never occupied a seat. He never told his companions, this is my specific seat. Why did you sit in my seat? That's where I usually sit. No. In fact, he'd prohibit his companions. He told them, don't do that you come sit wherever you find a place to sit, don't say oh you how dare you sit in my regular place, who made it your place, this is unacceptable. So the Prophet sallallahu never had the habit of occupying a, a, a place or a seat for himself. يُعْطِي كل مِّن جُلَسَائِهِ نصيبة Going back to the point which we mentioned that the Prophet would grant everyone the opportunity to express themselves. The Prophet, if he's in a gathering, let's say there's 10 people, the Prophet made it, a, made it a point to honor all those 10. He'd look at them, he'd talk to them, he'd ask them questions, greet them warmly, he would give them an opportunity to ask or express themselves so that none of his friends at the gathering would feel that there is someone more special, if there are 10 people sitting with the Prophet in a gathering, the Prophet made them equally special, no one would stand out, the Prophet would not give uh, preferential or special treatment to one of them and not the others, he'd really make all of them feel equal. ومن سأله حاجة لَمْ يَرُدَّهُ إِلَّا بِهَا أَوْ مِنَ الْقَوْلِ Imam Ali says anyone who'd ask the Prophet a need for help, the Prophet would help him and he'd grant him, he'd never say no. What if the Prophet couldn't? You're asking the Prophet something that he cannot fulfill for you, right? How would the Prophet handle that? Would the Prophet get agitated and said, okay, you know, you know I can't do that, or that's it, today in the Muslim treasury, we're out of money, I, I don't have any money to give you. No, the imam says when the Prophet would be asked for help, he'd do two things, either he'd help the person, grant him what he wants if he can, if not, if not the Prophet would say good words to him, Subhanallah, someone comes to you, you really can't help the person, at least show them good character, make them feel better, say something nice to them, uplift their spirituality, encourage them, motivate them, strengthen them, that you can do, that is something that we all can do. The Prophet was so embracing, so welcoming, so welcoming that he really was a father figure to everyone, you really felt the Prophet's your father and he cares about you. The Prophet sallallahu would actually, if one of his companions goes missing, he's not showing up to some of the programs, the Prophet would actually follow up to see where he is. You know sometimes people in the community, if they disappear, we don't care, someone who regularly comes to our programs, then he goes missing. We never ask, is he upset? Let's help him. Is he sick? Is he traveling? Where is he? Honestly, a lot of us don't care. But the Prophet would care. If he sees one of his companions not there, the Prophet would quickly ask, where is he? Is he okay? Does he need our help? Is he sick? Let's visit him. Is he upset with something? Let's go and satisfy him. Look at the amazing akhlaq of the Holy Prophet sallallahu That's truly fascinating. The Prophet sallallahu had made it such an important point, not to say no to anyone, sometimes he would put himself in distress, you know actually Allah in the Holy Quran tells him you don't need to go that far. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, says in Surah Al-Isra verse 29, وَلَا تَبْسُطْ يَدَكَ كُلَّ الْبَسْطِ فَتَقْعُدَ مَحْسُورًا Don't open your hands so wide such that you'll be left without anything, basically. Al-Qummi narrates in his tafsir that the reason why Allah revealed this verse is that the Prophet would never say no to anyone, anything you'd ask him he'd give you. So one day a man came to the Prophet sallallahu and he said to the Prophet, give me something, I'm in need. The Prophet said, "Inshallah, by the will of Allah, I will. The Prophet didn't have anything to give him. He said, Ya Rasulullah, give me your shirt that you're wearing. Now he was making a specific demand from the Prophet. Well, the Prophet would not say no to anyone. So you know what he did? The Prophet took out his shirt and he gave it to him. And the Prophet stayed in the house that day, not leaving because he really didn't have a shirt. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed this verse, Ya Rasulullah, you don't need to take it that far. If you really don't have anything to give someone, that's it, you don't need to give them. Just say a nice word to them and that's over. Well now you could be wondering, if the Prophet is perfect, then why does he do that, right? Why Why does he wait for God to actually tell him that? See the Prophet had such an amazing akhlaq. he really did not want to say no to anyone, even if it means that he puts himself in difficulty, so how do you address that? How is is the Prophet now going to say no appropriately? See now that Allah ordered him, the Prophet had an excuse to say no, not to go that far, sometimes someone comes and asks you for something, you really can't, it's going to put you through difficulty, you say okay, let me try, then your father comes or someone whom you have respect for comes, he says no, no, you don't have to do that, please, if this is difficult, I'm asking you to stay, now that your father asked you, okay, you know, you have an excuse, now it's easy for you or easier for you to not, to just uh, not give that person what he's demanding, if his demand is very difficult for you to honor. Look at the akhlaq of the Prophet So when Allah revealed this verse, then the Prophet would not go to that extreme, but now he had an excuse for not going to that extreme, it's like well God commanded me, don't go to that extreme where you put yourself in difficulty and you get stuck in your house not having clothes to leave. Now Allah commanded me, otherwise, I would still try and help you, this just go, this just demonstrates and shows how far the Prophet was willing to go to help those around him, Allahu Akbar, what an amazing heart the Prophet sallallahu had, what a gentle character the Prophet had, the Qur'an describes him harisun alaihi the Prophet is so eager so concerned about you, have you seen a mother how she's concerned with her baby, with her infant, nothing disturbs him, the temperature is good, the food that he's getting, everything is comfortable, the clothing, everything. Well that's how the Prophet was with his companions, he was so compassionate with them, he cared about them so much, that he was willing to put, to put himself in extreme hardship just to give to others until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells him in Surah al isra don't go that far, it's okay.